welcome to the Scholomance Project. I am your host, Troy the Devilman. You can interact with the show at our website, scholomance.ca. Sign up for our newsletter, support our Patreon for exclusive content, and ask our future guests questions. Scholomance. Aspire. Explore. Inspire. Last July, Jake and Pat of Tria Prima Podcast interviewed me about esotericism in Freemasonry Conference. For this episode, the third regular host of Tria Prima Podcast, Jamie Paul Lamb, joins Jake and Pat and I to discuss his experience attending and speaking at the conference last October. We then get to have a lengthy and indulgent conversation about the next EFC, as well as what is next for Tria Prima. Not only is Tria Prima the publisher of our upcoming EFC 2023 keynote speaker, P.D. Newman's Angels in Vermilion, and Jamie Paul Lamb's The Archetypal Temple, they are expanding their catalog in the coming months. Check out their catalog, podcast, and blog over at triaprima.co. We turned on the microphones and started chatting. We joined the conversation in progress. Troy, you're back. We're back. Patrick, it's good to see you here, Amy. Yeah, good to see you all again. Uh, it's um, it's it's a pleasure to to join you. This is our first, uh, I guess, joint broadcast together. Uh, you guys interviewed me for your podcast not that long ago. I guess it was less than a year ago. Yeah, for EFC last time, and I know we had Jamie at the EFC last fall, and we it was a, fantastic. We had a really good time, Jamie. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about your experience at the EFC 2022 in Seattle? Sure. So um, I was treated so nicely and I really um, enjoyed myself. And uh, what was the, there was, um, geez, now I'm spacing his name. I know Lon Milo Duquette did a presentation. Yeah, he zoomed in and we had Doug Russell. Doug Russell, exactly. Yeah, yep. chamber, chamber of Reflection, or um, he came in and did some talk about meditation, and he did a talk about um, esotericism and Freemasonry. Lon Milo Duquette as well. Same, same yeah. We've released and, some of that as a podcast, so that um, that was quite popular, actually. Yeah, and then Esoterica Lodge put on a wasn't that a an entered apprentice degree? I think it they was put a, on it was a it was a master mason degree. It was a master mason degree. And I was there. Was, I don't. I just didn't remember. At the end of our first day, which was a long, well, it was a long day for those yeah. of us involved. A sixteen-hour day, um, and a, a bit of a mad scramble, but we got it done. It was so great. I love Ballard too. Ballard's just such a cool part of town. And is it we'll, in the same place this year as, as last year? Yeah, Patrick, we're going to be back at the same at the Ballard Masonic Lodge. And that's the website is esotericmasonry.com. And the the date is September 30th and October 1st. Um, we, we moved the date back a week, um, almost almost eight months ago, to, to keep from conflicting with a major event in Seattle. And in the end, we conflicted with another major Masonic event. So it just goes to show you that no matter how hard you try, no matter no matter what your best efforts are, you're going to get a conflict with somebody somewhere. And so, yeah, especially uh, in uh, Seattle, that's a, there's a lot going on there. 
well and yeah and and uh seattle's one of my favorite places to to travel to there's a lot of there's a lot going on for esotericism and occult subculture there um for many years the esoteric book conference ran in seattle and then for many years after it sort of wound up operations under that name william kiesel ran um texan traditions for many years and that sort of fostered not only in it, Seattle is an international destination for this type of material, it it really fostered the local O culture, you could say, and 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 it's my you know it's a second home for me. I've spent so much time in Seattle, and have been involved with lots of different groups in Seattle, different lodges as well, and so uh, Seattle's a great place. And as 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 Jamie pointed out, Ballard's a a great tourism destination. Uh, most of what you can can do and in, in the ballard area can be easily reached on foot or short or uber right away and uh, this year we're going to have more time for some social activity at the efc 2023 again that's esotericmasonry.com and uh, uh jamie will be hosting our friday night entertainment portion of the conference this year for many years on the Friday night, we did a meditation session, and this year we're going to change it up a bit, and we're going to put the meditation sessions in the morning to get us started. And Jamie's going to lead us in a, a bit of um, uh, ritual and music. Jamie, you want to you want to talk a little bit about? Uh, yeah, about sure. What that's going to sound like. Yeah, that's the 29th, right? Friday the 29th. Friday the 29th. Yeah. So basically, I wanted to do a. Uh, a sort of planetary contemplation. So the seven visible planets or the seven classical planets um, are each associated with a certain musical mode, like a church mode, uh, modes of the major scale. And um, there's a long history of using music in these sort of uh, hermetic magical operations and, um, you know, and their association in an astrological context like this. For instance, Ficino uh, did a lot of work on this. Uh, Gifurius, I forget his last name, some Latin. Uh, what was his name? Gifurius, I forget. But he did a lot of work in in assigning these modes to the seven planets. Oh, Frank, Franicus Gifurius, Francus Gifurius. Uh, Frank Guffrey, I think we would say in England. No, I'm, I'm making that up. But uh, anyway, so yeah, there's an established kind of um, uh, sort of uh, correspondence between these modes and the planets. So I'll be doing a short sort of contemplation modally for each of these planets. So probably spend about five minutes for each planet. I will burn the appropriate color candle and the appropriate fumigation per the uh, Orphic hymns. So as long as that's okay, can I burn a candle and fumigation where we're having the... Absolutely. And it's, okay. can you check in? I'll check in with the guys from Ballard Masonic Lodge. But uh, from what I understand, they regularly use it's some of the lodges that meet in that building regularly use yeah. incense and candles as part of their work. Cool. So this wouldn't be anything weird that's going to ghost the place. I would only use frankincense, storax and myrrh. Those are the only ones we need to get the correspondences right for each of those planets. So anyway, yeah, uh, five minutes per planet, about 35 minutes to get through all the planets. Uh, preceding it, there'll be like a short 10-minute 
like a short PowerPoint for context, but primarily just focusing on getting in tune with the planets, particularly Venus, because it's going to be on a Friday. So you really want to draw on you know rules so you really want to spend some time on that you know as your host of the your planetary host but um yeah it's going to be a cool time i've only did this presentation once for a very small limited crowd at at the phoenix Mason, masonic temple downtown so this is um really a, a kind of a debut certainly a debut of it in seattle pretty that great that. that was really cool mm -hmm. um and 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 you really, I didn't really know what to think going into it, but but once you started playing and and you've, you're kind of projecting the planets on the screen, so you're staring at this screen, you're here kind of kind of smelling these these different incense smells and and the each planet the sound is so very different. I mean it it's just like it has its own character. Each ha seemed to have their own character. It was really cool. I I really mm -hmm. enjoyed the experience. What well, you were you were part of it, Jake? What did you think? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a blast. I got to help a little bit. So generally, um, I think everyone enjoyed it. Everyone that was there enjoyed it a lot, uh, and probably was similar to Pat. Didn't know much of what to expect, especially because I don't think that sort of thing is very common. But everyone seemed to have a blast with it. Really, everyone seemed in, to be in a different state of consciousness afterwards as well, which was fun. Yeah, and the conversation afterwards was really good too, because people yeah. were kind of talking about how they were feeling or kind of what stood out to them. And you could, you know, everyone was kind of drawn to a different, different part of music, a different uh, combination of of uh, mm -hmm. elements. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a practicum, you know, mm -hmm. something very, uh, you know, like a an exercise. So one thing about that, though, though I have been talking to Brett. Brett Wolf up at uh, Esoterica Lodge, and he says he can procure a, uh, a harmonium for me. Uh, he says okay. he has a lead on a harmonium. In fact, there's a mason who owns one, so I don't have to worry about uh, trying to transport mine on the air on an airplane or shipping. So, oh, excellent! So we're all that, set. And I've been I've been talking about it as as seven times seven minutes. Like a forty. Oh yeah, that works. Forty nine. That's good. That still leaves time for a ten minute uh, short PowerPoint for context, and we'll keep it inside of an hour. Yeah, and then uh, and then a Q and A, and then I think uh, the, the very capable brother Brett Wolf has got us a, a pub locally that we're going to retire to afterwards. Oh, mm. cool. There you so, go. That's a good time. So um, this event, uh, we're not we're not charging tickets for that. And we're going to open it to select members of the public people who will register in advance. Will the Friday the, evening, the Friday evening event. So, and, and the idea is to, is to give an example of what a personal ritual of meditative practice can look like. And, and I'm a big advocate of this because there's so much instruction, not just in the craft, but in all the concordant bodies. And then any, any book, an esoteric bookstore you want to go buy and look at ritual work but people don't really know where to start well oftentimes it starts with joining a group and learning their sort of beginner rituals but it can also be com completely self-constructed and and you just add layer and layer and layer of of meaning and so uh you could just say well this is a 
a, a, a musical performance with ritual elements, or you could say that this is a this is a ritual performance. This is a personal ritual, and you're getting sort of a, a window into what ritual can look like. You know, devotional. That'd be ritual. great. Yeah, and, and I when I first heard about it, I, no I was so excited to go see, and then I couldn't go see. But uh, yeah, and we won't we won't be charging for it. And and odds are, based on the technical capabilities we had at last year's event. Not only will we be able to record it, uh, but we may be able to do a limited style of broadcast to brethren that are shut in or shut in at home. We're not really um, advertising mm. ticket sales for people to stay home and not attend the conference. But last year, we had a number of brethren who were ill and and they couldn't attend or couldn't make it. And so we just we turned our feed on and it turned out that the the, the quality of the feed even with with the rudimentary setup we had was apparently, you know, I heard it a couple of weeks ago, again, from another brother from uh, the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in Yukon here. He couldn't make it because of family commitments. And yet he tuned in and he got to see like three or four of the presentations on the Saturday. He thought, wow, he's like, you should broadcast this. So we may experiment more with that this yeah. year. That's valuable. So, Troy, Troy, let's back up just a minute for those yeah, that of course. I guess don't really know. Tell us about the Esotericism in Freemasonry Conference, um, and then tell us what might be, other than Jamie's uh, practicum, tell us what might else be different about 2024 versus, or 2023 rather, versus last year. Well, last year was our first attempt at an in-person event outside of um, the pandemic, and things state by state in the states varied but here in canada the lockdown was still very effective in varying states and provinces until about march i i didn't leave the country for more than two years my first trip out of town was at the beginning of april 2022 and i drove to portland and back and and uh, got to see how things had changed so much in the two years i'd been away because i used to travel quite often uh, but all that being said, we we started planning for 2022 at the at the end of the online event in 2021. And so when we were planning, we weren't sure if we were going to be live and in person or back online again. And so uh, there's a lot of technical hurdles to get stuff posted online and working online correctly from a live venue. And so we began working on that. And so uh, when we started selling tickets again, it was here's a tentative ticket for a tentative date. We were selling tickets, I think about this time, you know, about 90 days, 100 days out, we started selling tickets and we had good ticket uptake and we had decent attendance. But the the major difference between 2022 and 2023 is that ever since we started planning for this, we knew it was going to be a live and in-person event. And there's something to be said for being there in person, right? But I also captured a large part of it for for audio recordings that have been producing some of that stuff for my podcast, the Scholomans Project. And the other major difference is we're expanding it again. Our our expected attendance has grown slightly. We've decided to offer opportunities for lodges to sponsor. And because of that, we've got a bigger budget. And because of that, we've been able to hire uh, better incoming talent or pay more expenses for the incoming talent. So when I'm talking about that, we had our keynote last year was Lon Duquette and our featured in-person speaker was Jamie Paul Lamb. Well, we didn't know 
that Lon Duquette wouldn't be able to attend in person, again, because of his health uh, concerns and the COVID pandemic was just finished. So he let us know that he couldn't make it. So we zoomed him in. There again, technical hurdles to get him zoomed in and speaking to a large group. Uh, we've overcome those hurdles now. I've done several events other than uh, than the EFC that we can we can get over that now. We could zoom in a speaker, but there still is a huge value in bringing people in in person. So this year, not only are we having um, uh, Brother Jamie do his entertainment on the Friday night, our keynote will be none other than than PD Danny Newman. Uh, talking about uh, uh, alchemically stoned and angels in vermilion, and then his upcoming theurgical work—I can't recall the name of it. It's, the name's changed, I think, a couple times. Anyway, he's he's got this new work on thurgy he's going to be talking about. But I expect he will be talking quite a bit about his work with entheogens and religious traditions, and so he'll be opening uh, the event open to the public on Saturday in person he'll be there to speak after our meditation and opening remarks and then he will close the event on the sunday uh and the saturday again is going to be open to the public we'll be selling tickets to non-members there'll be a few uh female freemasons there which i know is hugely controversial but they're at a, a at an open part of the forum and then on the sunday it'll be closed to members only of 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 regular masonic lodges and so we can discuss some of the more hidden mysteries of nature and science. How's how's that? Uh, Great. So there it, were there were uh, female masons there last year too, and that was great. I thought we had nice uh, camaraderie and uh, hanging out. I yeah, it was and, great and you have no idea how much uh, both uh, blowback and controversy that that caused. Oh, really? He heard, yeah, both myself and uh, right worship brother uh, Wes Regan, who hosted the panel that did talk about uh, women in Freemasonry. That was, I don't think it's controversial because their organizations are separate from ours. Right. And as long as they're not hosted in a tiled lodge, there shouldn't, that there's no controversy there. They're, to us, from a regular Masonic context, they're members of the public. We're open, some events are open to members of the public. We welcome them in and they can... It, there's no Masonic intercourse going on in the open portion of the event, and they weren't invited to the degree, so there should be nothing wrong with that. And they were happy to attend, They're thrilled, in fact, to have any chance to meet us on the level, but yeah. not at Pile Lodge. And it, it, I, I didn't even consider that that would be controversial. And so this year at the the public portion, we're expecting to have... Um, a few more female Freemasons join us. Last year, the one of the panels was focused completely on women in Freemasonry, and and it was uh, that will also be produced as audio and released as a as a podcast at some point. Uh, what else is different this year is we do have a few other um, members uh, uh, coming to speak from further afield. So Adam Goldman is coming to talk about Simsum uh, and the creation of the universe. He's he's talking about a, a Kabbalistic. Uh, talk and he's given that on the open portion on the Saturday. He's coming from quite far away. Uh, uh, local brother Keith Dayton from British Columbia and Yukon's coming down to give his talk about sacred geometry. We're having a zoomed in presentation from uh, one of the gentlemen from the East Coast, uh, Parker, Matt, Matt Parker, who was involved. Oh, Matt in Parker. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he was involved in one of the East Coast conferences and, uh, 
is helping us out in a couple of ways, but he's, we're going to zoom him in and have him give a short presentation. There's also been talk of having um, like a Zoom book pitch where we get a number of published authors from all over the world uh, zoom in at a certain time of the day and give like a three to five minute pitch of their new book. And mm. uh, we're going to endeavor to have books at the book table. So kind of like um, a, a miniature uh, a, a book conference, you know, just a half hour, 45 minute part of the of the day. Uh, that book Sunday. that book table last year was uh, really awesome i forget it was somebody it was ken's wife i think was running it and your wife as well i think was uh manning the book table and uh there was a great selection of literature there and uh i think that was like uh you know everybody seemed to be milling around that area in between presentations it was awesome yeah a, a, a bigger part of this year's event will be more books and there has been some discussion of other vendors so not maybe not just books there may be incense and other ritual accoutrement available over the the merch table we're trying to expand that part of the the conference we doesn't matter what we bring or what we put up for sale it seems like we never have enough of it that that the the brethren interested in this material show up to this event with money to spend and they want to take a uh, an item home and to that end we're also going to have uh the proceedings from last year's conference ready at this year's conference and we're working on a best of a five-year best of as well so uh we've also got um a number of other speakers jay scott kenny who spoke here at grand masonic day he's coming back from he's a professor at the uh, university in halifax so we've had we've got a really good lineup a couple of local brethren georgia christensen and um, of course, myself and uh, Ken Lane will be uh, opening and closing the conference as well. So, but thanks, um, thanks, Jacob. That's what's going to be different. There's going to be a lot, uh, a, a lot to it. The again, the conference website is esotericmasonry.com. And if if you'll just indulge me, if people want to hear more about what we did last year and what's coming up this year, they can tune into my podcast at scholomance.ca. Uh, that's S C H. O-L-O-M-A-N-C-E dot C-A, or you can just look up Scholomance on your on your um, local podcast app, whether you use Apple or Spotify, it'll be the first thing that comes up. So you got an independent site just for the event, but is there also information about the event on your, on the Scholomance website? Yeah, uh, because neither, <laughs> both, both efforts uh, would be considered completely mercenary, but neither of them makes more than to cover their costs. So uh, I've connected them both and uh, and have no problem uh, begging for sponsorship from right. and well, and other at other organizations because as anybody will tell you uh, nobody gets into book publishing or podcasting to get rich you could be a success you could be very successful and, and you know that nobody's getting rich it's all just to support the work uh, we can confirm that, that's, that's can. prima right there we can <laughs> confirm it is a labor of love uh, well that's that's great. So it's 30th. So how long each day? Are we talking like eight well, hours each day or full day Sunday as well? So this is sounds like a lot. We, yeah, this is something we struggled with, too. It's like, how how far do you let it spill over? Do we do a pub social on the Thursday night just because I'm there and some of the speakers will be there and everybody's there? Do we start again on Thursday night? We we may end up like posting a location where some people will be on Thursday night. Um, the Friday night is the social and, and the open to the public social. Then that'll start at seven 
like doors will be at seven and the event will be at eight and we'll be at the pub probably by nine 30 or 10 and that'll all be open. Uh, and then Saturday we're hoping to get rolling at nine 45 with a meditation session, uh, with the keynotes, uh, about 10, 15, 10 30 from PD Newman. Um, and then, uh, shut down that day by about four, there's going to be a VIP dinner. And tickets and and information for the scheduling can all be found at esotericmasonry.com. We're going to post a full order of business in the next, uh, you know, before the end of uh, this week, uh, second week of July, uh, 2023. So that'll all be posted. You can see all that. Uh, we'll be we'll be done at four on the Saturday so that everybody can get out and have dinner. And there'll be a VIP dinner with some of the speakers. Um, that's uh, completely, again, uh, to raise money for the event. Uh, so premium ticket holders can have dinner with the, with some of the speakers. And then we'll be back at the lodge for 630 for those members who are master masons for a master mason degree put on by the brethren of esoterica lodge and can confirm their work is amazing. If, if you're an American Freemason or used to Preston web ritual, uh, worth seeing. And if you're a, a Freemason of a different jurisdiction, like British Columbia and Yukon, you've never seen Preston web work or ancient work put on uh at a at a certain level i would i would definitely encourage you to attend that and so that'll be saturday night there'll be a separate social for non-masons and the women will be going out somewhere for drinks i think and then appropriately sunday morning see another difference uh brother jacob that we had on the sunday is that we're starting at 10 45 this year on the sunday and that's intentional because not only did I have a hell of a time getting more going last year on Sunday, I know uh, Brother J.B. Paul Lamb uh, was, um, we were not 100% Sunday morning, were we, Jamie? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you moved the time back just based off of uh, Jamie's made, uh, hangover just Jamie. from last year. <laughs> everybody, everybody had very, very long faces. Yeah. On. I can... We, that's, we that's the case early. with a lot of conferences. It's Sunday. Everyone's moving a little slow. It's always hard. And we pushed it early. Last year, we started at like 9.15, and that was epic mistake. Yeah. The biggest complaint I got was I missed, my, missed the morning session. So yeah. we pushed it back to 10.45. Uh, the, the first session on Sunday morning gets started about 10.45 for meditation, and then the first conference session, 11.15. And then we've got the three or four sessions on the Sunday, and then we'll be winding up at about 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And that will probably be followed by down at the pub again. If I know um, brother Brett and brother Ken, uh, that's what we'll be doing after we're done. Now, this is a huge amount of work. And as, as Jamie did point out, you know, our wives volunteer to come down, but what we really need the brethren of the region, if you can drive there to please buy a ticket. And if you, if you can't drive there, or have no intention to come, but still want to support the event, please buy a ticket. You don't have to come. But you can you can buy a ticket and know that your hard earned fifty dollars a day or a VIP ticket at a at a premium price will will go to support an event that supports brethren who are interested in looking into the deeper mysteries of nature and science, as we would say in the craft. I can't what are you hoping people get out of this? Like what 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 you know? Ideally, um, you put something on this, put something like this on because you want people to. To learn, you want to give people opportunity to do something like what? What is it you want people to go home feeling or or having understood? Well, it's a good question, Patrick. It's for the Esotericism and Freemasonry Conference, the EFC, as we call it. 
and the Scholomance Project has the same goal. It's to encourage Masons who are interested in esotericism and, and I dare say occultism, although that gets a bad rap. Uh, I, I think it's true that um, many, many modern Freemasons would turn their back on some of this esotericism or natural philosophy or um, uh, forgotten sciences. And it's, it's, it's fair. I, I don't have a problem with Masons who um, want to flip pancakes or just have a good fraternal meeting and don't want to penetrate further. But there are brethren who want to look at this material and and our founding members, many of our founding members were interested in alchemy, uh, astrology, Kabbalah, natural philosophy, comparative religion, deism, all of these things. And so for those of us that are interested, we want to gather in a in a in a common space to give each other support and resources to help them develop their own personal practices or study, you know, so that they can. They can develop themselves in those areas. And I think it's crucial having these resources. And I've I've discussed it a lot with senior members of the craft. They're like, well, that should be kept for the the concordant bodies. Well, hell, uh, many concordant bodies have restrictive entry guidelines. Like I can't be member of many of the concordant bodies on the Royal Arch side. If I was to, to be asked certain questions, I would have to answer in the negative, at least Earlier in my career, I might answer in the negative, and now I might answer in the positive. But even still, uh, those can be awfully invasive questions to uh, to somebody interested in these traditions of natural philosophy. And and not only that, but that in in many areas, certain concordant bodies are not available, or for whatever reason, because of other affiliations a Mason might have outside of the craft, those concordant bodies aren't comfortable taking on some certain members. So. It's important for the the individual Masons to to take the charge of the Fellowcraft degree seriously, you know, to 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 consider further the the hidden mysteries of nature and science, and to develop themselves personally. And that, you know, the Scholomance Project, the 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 podcast I do, doesn't. I don't have a long intro to it, and people are like, well, you're kind of interviewing well-known Freemasons about Freemasonry, and then you're talking about to to traditional ceremonial magic practitioners or even more traditional uh folk magic track practitioners in the same podcast with similar questions what do these two things have in common it's like the individual personal practice of a of a of of mysticism or or magic in the western sense is very broad and freemasonry is a very big tent it's pointed out by by Brother Law Milo Duquette at last year's conference. And there's there's room inside these organizations for more esoteric contemplation. Let's just put it that way. And so the the, the goal to answer your your question, Patrick, is kind of a long, long-winded roundabout answer to your question. The the goal is to is to give those Masons resources and suggestions and 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 some directions to go in if they're interested and some other people to communicate with, especially for those guys that aren't, they don't have those concordant bodies available or they don't find the messages in those concordant bodies to be compatible with their own personal practice. So uh, you'll meet interested uh, people at, at the events. You'll find uh, mentors or teachers, perhaps, or those people who have something they feel that they could pass along might find interested students at events like this 
and uh, certainly uh, plenty of books and reading material and other um, other rabbit holes to go down, so to speak. Yeah, it's just great to get all those those people together. Well, That's what I was thinking. I'm really looking forward to seeing Danny, P.D. Newman, mm-hmm. and uh, Adam Goldman, and everybody up there from, you know, you, of, of course, Troy, and uh, Ken Lane, Brett Wolf, everybody from Esoterica. This is going to be a really, really cool weekend. And uh, Yeah, I'm sure the camaraderie is next to none at something like that. So that's awesome. So in terms of the Skolomance project, or do you have any other projects going on with that outside of the conference? Yeah, it's interesting you ask. I've been considering for some time doing some sort of Lodge Magic Symposium for those that are interested, maybe not just in Freemasonry, but those concordant and adjacent bodies and other spinoffs from Freemasonry, because there is so much in that whole subculture that doesn't get together very well. So if you wanted to go to a single place to meet uh, Golden Dawn folks, Amwork folks, um, Martinists that can't talk about Martinism uh, right. publicly, uh, and uh, uh, you know, OTO members, Thelemites, people with a, a more traditional folk-type practice, I want to try and hold an event that kind of brings everybody together like that. Um, and it, I've been considering it for some time, whether Vancouver's the right place or if there's a place in the Northwest that's the right place. It's just that starting an event like this costs a huge amount of money and time. And uh, I've already laid the foundation. Ken Lane and I laid the foundations for EFC back in 2016. We've been doing it a long time, longer than Esotericon, I would I would note. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's got a life of its own now. We'll continue on whether... You know, if I don't do it, somebody else will pick it up and run with it. And uh, I, I don't intend to stop. But th- I think there's room for something further than esotericism and Freemasonry conference that might be some sort of global approach, but something more practical than academic, because there is already plenty of academic conferences covering esoteric material. I want something that's practical for practitioners that can come and present um practical material or ex- experimental um results or artwork similar but not exactly like what what we used to get with the esoteric book conference and i know there are similar events but i'm just beginning to sort of talk about it i, I guess pantheacon is kind of done i don't know if anybody's going to pick that up after the after the pandemic and so you know that's something i'm working on Maybe next spring, February, March, might be something. I've had a number of uh, Thelemic luminaries, guys I'm friends with, ask me. Uh, I know a number of Golden Dawn, different Golden Dawn traditions are always looking for a chance to talk. Amwork, same thing. Uh, it's just trying to get everybody together, um, willing to come and talk and not you know, fight with each other in an event. Um that's that's the hard part. That's something I'd really like to get up off the ground. And so if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that wants to talk about that, they can reach me at founder at scolamance.ca or tsprue at gmail.com. You can find me super easy on the internet. I'm the only Troy Sprue in the English-speaking world that you can find. So please just uh, reach out to me. Uh, other than that, uh, Grand Masonic Day, I've been helping organize that in this jurisdiction. That's the longest-running 
educational event, I think in Western Canada, Masonically, and we've been doing it here under the Grand Lodge of British Columbia, Yukon, 40 years, almost 40 years. And um, next year's event, the, the tentative date right as of right now is is at the beginning of May, but it might be closer to the end of May. And once those dates are available, I'll be publishing that. Now, that that event tends to have events that are open to the public, but it's mostly closed to brethren. Um, but it's uh, we've had excellent attendance at that o- over the years. This year, uh, J. Scott Kenny came and spoke. We had a, a number of other uh, really good speakers. I myself presented, and the paper I presented, The Advice to New Freemasons, which isn't esoteric really uh but is meant for newer members of the craft to help enculturate them because we've had so much influx i'll be giving that talk uh tomorrow actually at um at uh, southgate lodge in burien so by the time anybody hears this that'll have been that'll have happened but if anybody wants to invite me to their lodge to give that talk i'm pretty open for invitations to come and give it's about 40 minutes about 15 slides and we go over different enculturating aspects of the craft things that take you a long time to learn and with so many new members it's going to take us quite a while to get everybody up to speed but that's that's a lot for me (laughs) thanks thanks jake so one of the things i want to ask you guys we're we're gonna have a book table at the at the efc and last year uh jamie brought his books and i had a bunch of his books and we sold i think damn near every copy of every book you brought didn't we Jamie and and you signed yeah, what, so many like everybody wanted a souvenir. Yeah, what was left over? I think uh, the guys at Esoterica bought for their yeah. library or to for the their future. new members. Yeah. So has Tria Prima got new stuff and new projects that are going to be on that book table at the end of September? Push, push, guys! It's only about a ninety days. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are you guys going to have anything new? 75 days from now or 80 days from now when we're good to go. I'm not sure we'll quite be there. You know, it's oh. going to be r- right around that time, but we, yeah, we've, we've got one book that's sort of in the final uh, stages of production and uh, we're, we're just kind of still finishing some formatting on it, but it is a, this fall project. I don't know that we have an exact date yet, are you guys talking about it? Can you can you tell us who it's going to be? Um, I don't know if we are, but it's, um, yeah, it's it's a brother here in Phoenix, um, who's done quite a bit of lecturing. Is there any reason I can't say Pat or Jamie? No. Are no. we good? Are we good yeah. to start promoting that? Consider this a marketing <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So please send um, me a poster of the cover so I can pre-order. And I think that's actually close, the artwork there. But brother um, Nate Schick here in uh, Phoenix, he's a professor, I believe, of religious studies at ASU. And um, he's got a great project that um, we're we're just wrapping up on right now. Um, the Grand Communication, I believe, is our working title, though... Um, there might be a, a subtitle included in that that's not quite hashed out yet. So we'll see. But that is um that's our next project. We do have a few more. I know Jamie mentioned that we've got a couple. Um we've got we've got another interesting art uh art book, a short art book that we're gonna be doing within the next, I think probably seven months or so. And then we do have another full length um, 
manuscript that uh, is in the early stages of um, editing and not quite yet, not quite formatting yet, but that's uh, Brother Ike Baker out there in the in the East or in North Carolina. Um, he's working on a project, no name or anything, no other details on that one just yet. But I think that's as far we we've got a handful of stuff though that we want to do that we are working on. Tree of Prima's always been, um, you know, just our little side hobby project. But it seems like in the last couple months we had a a bunch of stuff hit our desk, which was fun. And now it's just a matter of prioritizing and, of course, finding the time. Because, like you said, you know. None of us are making any money off of it. It's just a passion project. So, unfortunately, I I can't say for certain whether you will have that new book by Brother Nate Schick on your table there at uh, EFC twenty twenty three. You will have a picture. We'll have a picture of it. However, yeah, we'll have some info for it. We'll be we'll collecting pre orders. Yeah. You. Well, I will say this: um, we are going to stop printing Angels in Vermilion here shortly. Um, so version one is going out of print um, forever once uh, Danny's new book comes out here around that same time. Um, so that might be, you know, the last stack at that um, at that time. So you, you might get uh, EFC 2023 might get the last stack of printed copies of Angels and Vermilion, at least version one. We should talk after the podcast and you should send me as many as you've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we not, I don't want to, I don't want this to hit public because look, I'm a, I'm a bibliophile. I have been for many years um, since I first got involved really about 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, I'll tell you a little story. I was at, I was at Powell's books in Portland. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Powell's. Powell's is the best. Yeah. I was in there with none other than Dr. Richard Kaczynski. And we were doing promotional for Perder Abbo second edition. That's the Crowley biography he published. And we're in Powell's. And well, earlier that day, we had been at some friend's house and they had them, they had Richard sign their Perder Abbo first edition. And we were in the car on our way over to Powell's. And he's like, I don't know why anybody would want that. The second edition has so much more interesting material in it. Why would you even want the first edition? The second edition is like almost twice as long and all the footnotes and whatnot. And he's on and on and on. And we get to Powell's and there's a first edition there, which I didn't own. And they wanted $45. And before I even took it to the to the front counter, I had Richard sign it right there in the store. And I bought it right after he told me it was worthless. And, and it was just one of these things where, uh, Richard, I appreciate your opinion on the subject. But when you die, I still want this signed first edition of this 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 book on my shelf, even though I'll never crack it open because I had had the second edition by then. And uh, it just goes to show that at some point in the future, once we all shuffle off this mortal coil, uh, my signed copies of Angels and Vermilion that I got at this next event were going to be a lot more valuable than any of the second and expanded edition that might come out later. So please send me all the copies you've got left. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure. Yeah. If, if especially if Danny's going to be there, I'm sure if it's less than a hundred copies. I'll take it. So, <laughs> and, and now you're going to have a run on sure that. that. Make sure that just created a run there. way to go. Yep. And ladies yep. and gentlemen, the bank's running out of money. Off you go. We've, we've got a few months, a few months. And then that one's no, no say on uh, archetypal temple yet, but, um, I think we'll keep doing that one for quite a long time. That's a great book. That's just useful in many ways, an anthology like that. So I don't see us 
you know, stopping that one anytime soon. But yeah, that'll that'll likely be about the last chance for uh, for a new copy of Angels and Vermilion version one. Anyways, Excellent. so so yeah, that's that's what we've got going on. We've um, we've sort of turned down the podcast dial a little bit just because we've got so much going on. Jamie's been running the lodge, and now I'm stepping into a warden's positions. We're sort of juggling. Yeah, thanks. And Pat's also stepping into the line recently, raised a Master Mason. So we'll all be kind of working in the lodge. Jamie, I guess, is taking a load off a bit. He's moving to Tyler. Lucky him. But um, we've got we've got plenty we want to do. We want to keep the blog going, of course. We love the idea of just putting out a unique um, variance of of different resources just like you're talking about you know um whether it's a blog or sort of more of a practicum in an article form or books of course for the podcast so we want to do it all just a matter of time you guys asked me earlier i'll ask you the same question you you started this book imprint podcast blog and Mm -hmm. website and i enjoy your materials very much and i agree with you the archetypal temple again anybody listening to this if you're interested not just in 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 lodge Freemasonry, but in a in a personal practice and uh, the that came out of Freemasonry. If you have any interest, grab that book, especially for uh, little vignettes, or if you do lodge education at all, it's super handy mm-hmm. to just get everybody to read a five minute paper and then have a discussion about it. Um, yeah. But w- when you guys started this, uh, was it? Hey, we we don't have enough hobbies. We need something else that'll gobble up our time and cost us money. What what was it that that you guys were looking to to do with this imprint? Anyone? Man, I don't know that we. <laughs> I don't know that it was that organized. We, we still don't what know. Do you think, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pat. Yeah. Uh, sorry. There you go. Okay. I think when it started, it was we started kind of with the podcast, and it was just. Uh, we were getting together and having these kind of conversations among the three of us. And, and we were like, Hey, this, this might be make a cool podcast because uh, it was good chemistry. And, and um, you know, uh, I had these two knowledgeable guys that uh, whose brains I could pick <laughs> and, and it was fascinating. Right. Um, and, and we've, we've really enjoyed that. And then, it, then it was, it was, well, let's publish papers and give a lot of papers for, for the people can, uh, dive deeper into these topics. Let's, let's try to design them in a way that it's got a lot of cool visuals and, and feels complete. Um, so for us, it's just been like a passion project to, 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 to publish, you know, uh, d- different uh, papers from, from friends and uh, to, to get together and talk about, have cool conversations together and um, just kind of contribute to the larger kind of Western esoteric world, right? Yeah. It, you know, um, it seemed like at first it was a little bit for us and then it pivoted quick to being for the rest of the greater, you know, Western esoteric community. Um, I think our mindset towards the content we put out, you know, we want it to be accessible and not, not like some, impenetrable totally scholarly work but at the same time reliable and grounded in in history and it's um i think we've reached a 
a broader audience than I thought we ever would. I mean, um, not that we've got a massive audience or anything like that, but um, it's been really interesting to see the sort of um, connections we've made, like like with yourself, of course, but other uh, other people like like Sky with Philosophical Minds podcast or uh, Ike with Arcanum and and beyond. I feel like I've met some really awesome people, but yeah, generally we just like Pat said, we were just hanging out, having cool conversations. So at first, it's like let's just let's just put this on a recording, and then it became. Well, let's see what kind of material we can put out there for for the greater community. Kind of, it's I really regret or um, uh, harmonizes with what you're doing with the EFC. You know, just trying to do something to bring uh, bring some some minds together and create some interest amongst the community for further study and. Um, combined study too. I think bringing people together is the cool part. You're, you're hitting like the one thing that we've uh, yet to get into is conferences and meetups and that sort of thing, right? We we're like, all right, we'll do the books, we'll do the podcast, we'll do the blogs, we'll do the website, we'll sell socks. But we're not gonna do the. Uh, we're not gonna do the. Yeah, what you're doing is too hard for us. So kudos <laughs> to you. It it is hard and it's risky. Uh. Jamie, how did how did you get how did you get bound up in this Tria Prima thing? That we were I, um, we we've talked a lot, but we I don't know that we've talked about that. No, probably not. So it was uh, shortly after we got uh, a charter for a lodge that we had put together here. Uh, we got our charter in 2018. And uh, for Ascension Lodge number 89 in Phoenix. And around that time, uh, we had three candidates for the degrees of Freemasonry, and Pat was among them. And we were doing a lot of, uh, you know, just group mentoring. We, I think, I think Pat's official mentor was Jake. Is that not right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Jake and Pat, Jake and Pat had a, um, you know, mentor mentoree relationship and and i would sometimes meet up with one or both of them uh at la canasta for which is this uh really good uh mexican i mean not good in terms of you know linen napkins but there was a really tasty uh, mexican place near where i used to work and um we would meet up and have conversations over enchiladas or number fives or whatever. And, uh, and I think it, I think this was exactly Tria Prima was an extension of those conversations at a Mexican restaurant. So we wanted to keep it, uh, just really, uh, you know, we found that they were nice conversations, you know, uh, thoughtful sort of, um, fulfilling conversations. And we figured, we might uh, document them and share them for, uh, in a, I guess, sort of voyeuristic way for other people to hear. So we really are like, and then one thing that I should mention about that is that uh, we do um, come up with our subject matter literally minutes before pressing record. So I've we heard you guys of, talk about that. It's like, okay, what are we talking about? Okay, go. Yeah. 
that's exactly how it is because we like the spontaneity of yeah, and it's of good the, and it shines through. It really should your your guys' yeah. content's great. That that the astrology stuff you guys did, the two part astrology stuff. Because of course, it Jamie, that's your sort of wheelhouse, right? And, right. But it's it's cool to hear you guys because because Jake, you're not entirely unfamiliar with that material. Right. right. And and then to hear you guys talk and hold it. my and then, own. Sometimes. And then and then Pat's like, I have no idea what that means. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here for you guys and, and asking questions and pushing. It's it's no, it's good. It, the, well, that's that's the, that chemistry is really good. That was by design as well. So which Tria Prima, because, of course, the three philosophical principles in paracalcy and alchemy, salt, sulfur and mercury. Right. And because of that, um, we kind of divided those up. Um, amongst ourselves, I don't think it's necessary to say who's who, but but um, Pat is certainly the exemplar for uh, the audience member, you know, or the listener. You know, Pat, uh, being the least versed in these things, um, asks the right questions that somebody who's maybe just getting into this for the first time or, or is unfamiliar with a certain concept, he's going to ask about it. So he's wrangling to get his head around this stuff, particularly early on in those conversations at La Canasta. I think it's worked out. I think the the way that things just sort of organically, because I guess where there was a bit of planning in terms of, oh, you know, ask the questions and here's our roles barely, you know, but generally, um, and we haven't done so many. I mean, it's like, um, I feel like we've, we get a little more comfortable every time and they, f- they feel a little more organic every time. But then again, there's topics that we're more comfortable with versus, versus, versus others. So maybe the astrology episodes, you know, we're, we're in, in it a little more, than something we're less uh, conversant in. But generally speaking, I think, yeah, there is that void sometimes in other content where um, it can just ride so high above whatever's being talked about can just ride so high above where where most people are at with any given topic. And I think we do a good job of trying to maintain that balance of accessible, but also... So there's hopefully something novel in each episode for someone. Yeah. And it, it, it does exemplify it. And I, the, the question I always get asked, you know, where do you start? And, and yeah. what I tell people is, you know, first you got to start looking around, but guys are like, well, how, how do I get up out of my chair and actually start doing this stuff? And my, my response to that is just do something, you know, find somebody else who knows what they're doing and ask them. You know, and then they're like, well, that's you. It's like, well, I don't take on students, you know, go take, go keep a journal for a year. Come show me that journal. Then we can talk. And nobody's ever done that for me. So that's how I avoid taking on students that hot pro tip. Uh, but the, the other, the it, it, people are just like, well, where do I start? It's like, just begin at the beginning, you know, go, go to the esoteric store, buy an esoteric book, read it, try out some of those practices, ask somebody else who you think he was into this stuff and ask how they started and just start. It's more important that you do something than you sit and contemplate it forever. It's, it's, you know, um, it's the same with the Scholomance projects, the same with the EFC until something gets started, uh, nothing's going to change. You could work on yourself, your internal alchemy forever, but until you put the work out there, nothing's going to change. So go to EFC. (laughs) Of course. Yeah.
So go to EFC. What are you guys waiting for? Get a ticket. Yes. You don't Stop have to Stop what you're doing. But buy a ticket. Buy a ticket for sure. Buy as many tickets as you possibly can right now. Immediately. Esoteric me. You don't. Thanks for listening today. When you become a Patreon, your monthly contribution helps offset our production and streaming costs. The various levels of support include access to many of our extended interviews and invites to our live events, including the next Ask the Occultist Q&A. Save the date! Esotericism in Freemasonry Conference is September 30th and October 1st. Keynote will be P.D. Newman, author of Alchemically Stoned and Angels in Vermilion. Tickets are available at esotericmasonry.com. The Scolomance Project is hosted by Troy the Devilman. A special thanks to Mocha Only for our opening and closing music. Check out scolomance.ca for more show-related resources, including notes and transcriptions, upcoming events, and our Patreon. Scolomance. Aspire. Explore. Inspire. Inspire.